Everybody be cool. You be cool. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Is this a dream? Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. I thought not. The word they'd be wrong. Come with me if you want to live. I'm Catherine, and today I'm joined by BBFC Chief Executive David Austin. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, David. Thanks, Catherine. Hello. Now, over the summer, we asked our Twitter followers to send us any questions they would like to hear you answer on the podcast. So in this episode, we're going to answer questions from three of our Twitter followers on a number of topics, including working at the BBFC, banned films, and changes to the classification categories. Now, our first question comes from Edward Howard, and he asks, what is the best part about working at the BBFC and what is the worst? Also, will you reconsider films that were banned or cut under your predecessor's tenure as director, for example, Grotesque or The Bunny Game? Well, in in answer to Edward's first question, I'd say obviously watching films is something that is a great part of the job. I think everyone that works at the BBFC has to love film. And the ability to watch those films before they're released in the cinemas and you know, classify them is, is just great. Apart from that, there are a couple of things that I've found particularly enjoyable working at the BBFC. One, because I'm a parent myself, I spent a lot of my time before working at the BBFC traveling around the world. I was a diplomat and I had a young family. And you know, my young children used to enjoy going to the cinema. And in some of those countries that we lived in, there wasn't um, an equivalent body to the BBFC or they applied different standards that didn't necessarily meet my expectations as a, as a British parent. So I used to check the BBFC website regularly when I was living abroad. And I found it a really helpful thing to have. Um, one of the films my son wanted to watch when he was about four years old was the first uh, Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi film. And there was lots of merchandise and publicity in Croatia, where we were living at the time, about the film. And he said, oh, Dad, Dad, you know, I really want to see Spider-Man. So I went on the BBC website where it was given a 12. So I said, well, you know, you have to wait a few years until you're a bit older. So I found that really helpful as a parent. And now I'm the other side of the equation. And I'm actually helping parents decide what's good for, for their children and their families to watch and help them have a great viewing experience. So that's really rewarding. And the final thing I'd say in terms of what's great about the job is the challenge we have at the moment to bring offline protections online. And I've given evidence twice in the last month to parliamentary committees about um, how we can achieve as as far as possible parity of protection. So we have all these systems in the offline world for cinema, for uh, DVD, to help protect children and guide families to what they watch. And for a number of years, we've been bringing these protections online through voluntary partnerships with industry. And the public said they really welcome this. And I think as more and more people view content online that they would have maybe watched on a boxed product before, on a DVD, for example, bringing those protections online and helping guide families is also really rewarding. In terms of what's bad, what I say to Edward is asking me the same question in a year's time. I've been doing this job for nine months now, and I'm having a great time. It's very enjoyable very challenging. But so far, there's nothing really that's that's that bad. So, you know, Edward, please ask me again in in a year's time. You also asked about um, films that were uh, banned or cut um, in the past. 
And the answer to that question really is we will look at films again when they're submitted for classification. So we don't go through our archive and say, well, we classified this film in 1980, shouldn't we take another look at it? We respond to uh, film distributors sending in content uh, and we will judge those films according to our classification guidelines as they stand now and as UK law stands now. So there's, there's an example, actually, that, we're, that we've been dealing with this week, which is an old John Waters film called Multiple Maniacs, which is getting a release in Northern Ireland in 2016. And uh, when this film came into us in 1990, we cut it. There's a sequence which we, at the time, considered to be blasphemous. And at the time, there was a statute that made blasphemy illegal. Since... 1990, when we classified the film, that statute is no longer on the statute book and it is no longer an offence in England and Wales to make comment about the established church in the way that it was back in 1990. So we are now able to pass that film uncut in England and Wales and uh, there hasn't been a prosecution for blasphemy in Scotland or Northern Ireland for many, many, many years. So we considered that issue and considered it to be safe to classify the film at um, 18 without any cuts. So that's an example of where you know, the law may have changed. Um, so a film that we weren't able to pass uh, legally uncut in the past, we are now able to, to classify. It's, it's so hard because I sometimes get questions from students or from the media where they'll ask me, please, can you provide a list on the website of all the banned films ever? And I have to say, well, do you mean the ones that were all banned the first time round? Or do you want me to take out the ones that have been passed out? And I say, I just can't do this because things change so quickly and things are resubmitted and things aren't resubmitted. And it's really, really hard to keep track, isn't it? It is. It is. And I was... I've. Um when I was a teenager and in my, in my 20s, I was a big ha fan of horror films. And um, I was frustrated at the time that the BBFC um, would sometimes cut horror films that I really wanted to see uncut. These were in the days before we, did, we had public consultations, from which time the public said, OK, these films may be you know, horrible to them, but you know, people watch horror films because they enjoy being scared or they enjoy the particular aesthetic of horror films. And I, I felt as a teenager, I want to work for this place and get them to overturn these rulings. But by the time I joined in um, 2003, these cuts were already waived and these films were available uncut um, and fully classified by the BBFC. So, yeah, public attitudes change and the law changes and we reflect those in our decisions. OK, so our next question is from Eric Zone. He says, are there plans to change the classification system? There are many things that I think are rated too high, for example, 15 instead of PG or 12A. Thanks for your question, Eric. I think the, the best way I can answer that is by saying that our classification decisions reflect to a huge extent public opinion at the time. So every four or five years, we go out to the public and we talk to around 10,000 members of the public it's a broad cross-section of the public, but there is a bias towards parents with younger children, and we also talk to teenagers. And we ask them, essentially, what do they think is acceptable in terms of content and the different age classifications. So we see generally fairly small changes between each set of the, the guidelines. If you went back to the first time we did this research, which is 1999, and compare it with now, you'd see larger changes. But in order to retain the high levels of public trust that we have, we need to reflect what the public expects through our classification decisions. So the last time we did this exercise was in 2013, and we published guidelines, which you'll be able to find on our website, in 2014. And some of the issues that the public asked us to address were, for example, could we give greater weight to the theme and tone of a film or video, especially around the 
12a and 15 level, could we give a particular attention to the psychological impact of horror as well as strong visual details such as gore? And on language, the public's response was particularly nuanced because at the lower categories, the public asked us to tighten up on language that we'd passed at U and to loosen up a little bit on very strong language that we might classify at, at 15. So we've become stricter in relation to language at the lower end of the, the categories and slightly more liberal at the higher end in response to public requests. So taken all in all, our standards change according to public standards. You might think we've become more, more liberal over the last 17 years since we've been doing these consultations, but it is more nuanced than that. And there are certain issues that the public is more concerned about in 2016 than they were in the late 1990s. For example, the depiction of racism and other forms of discrimination in films. Yeah, we've got a couple of um, really good podcasts on discrimination and how that's changed and how, especially when you come to reclassify older works... It can be quite tricky because society has changed so much. Now, our final question is from Skinny Ebert. And he says, do you personally feel that the 18 is dying out due to 15 and 12 A's presence for commercialism? It's a really interesting question. And we, you know, I went back to have a look at our uh, stats over the last few years. And it's clear that the uh, number of 18 films has remained more or less static for around the last 10 years or so, normally between the low 50s and and high 60s. So the number of films at 18 is is roughly the same and hasn't really changed that much over 10 years. I think there was probably an assumption among many people that 12A is the, the category that many, many companies want to achieve and that we classify more films at 12A than any other category. But interestingly, last year and in 2014, we classified more films at 15 than 12A. But certainly 12A and 15 are very popular categories and we give a lot of uh, ratings at those two categories. We give fewer at 18, but still between 15 and 70 isn't an insignificant number. Great. Thank you, David. I hope that was interesting to everyone who asked questions and also to other people. And we'll run more Ask the Chief Executive question sessions later on in the year and the beginning of next year. In the meantime, don't forget you can tell us what you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast using the feedback form on the podcast page or by emailing us on podcast at bbfc.co.uk or tweeting at bbfc.